0: It's young Indiana Jones with mute albino Nazi grandmothers. We watch The Devil's Keep, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal
1: beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster. In a city where anything can happen. If bought, you thought you had seen it all.
0: grandparents weren't here to talk to you about the
1: lesser of two evils. They never even made it out of Auschwitz! <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. I am Todd Workoven, and with me, as always, is Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I'm doing really well. Good, good. Uh, And, of course, we are joined by Brian, uh, the Unipiper kid. How are you, Brian? Hey, doing well, Todd. Good, good. So, uh, this week, or this month, uh, for our movie, we are doing a kind of a follow-up movie last... Last uh, month for Halloween, we did uh, two movies, Unhinged was one of them, and The Haunting of Sarah Hardy, Unhinged was made by uh, writer-director Don Gronquist, who uh, went on to make another movie 12, 13, 17 years later? He it? doesn't like to rush them. He doesn't like to rush them. Yes. He was too busy. Actually, in between movies, he- Perfecting his craft. He was perfecting his craft and owned owned a little restaurant, a hip diner called Pink's Grill. Is really? what he did in between then. So, um, but in 1995, he made a movie called The Devil's Keep, uh, which is what we will be looking at this month. And uh, the overhead uh, IMDb uh, little description is this. A dying Nazi war criminal gives a treasure map to his teenage neighbor. The boy goes after the gold and finds himself the target of a Nazi manhunt.
2: Goes after the gold. Do you think that was like a pun? Because he's like, oh, maybe trying out for the Olympics. Oh, he was. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah. This movie is already is already deep. It already deep. So uh, it does open in 1945 in Austria. It does which uh, looks uh, suspiciously like the back roads of, of Oregon. But that's one thing this movie I think does. We were talking uh, a little bit beforehand. It does well is that it does disguise uh, some of the locations pretty well. I'll give it that. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> and that's the that's, end. Uh, thank you for listening <laughs> uh, for another episode. No, cause there's a part uh, uh, in the, uh, towards the end of the movie where they go to London looking for, uh, looking for a rare book and I watched the movie a couple times, and even paying attention, and um, it—I had to ask myself, did they really go to London? I asked
2: myself that too. And what do you think? I concluded that uh, yes, they did go to London and Europe, and uh, I was wrong. Uh,
0: yeah. It, I, yeah, clearly they they did well, not. Well, there was a couple there was a There's couple points where a lo- there was, was never a location shot. He was walking in front of Big Ben. It was him and it could have been a composite shot.
2: It was all stock footage. Everything that was clearly and I, I,
0: I there was another and this uh, doesn't mean they were filming obviously in England, but they did procure a double-decker bus then because there's a scene where they get off. So there
1: there was one down on Division. Kells has <laughs> so one. Like Kells, like, <laughs> like uh, because they they went from stock f- stock footage of a double-decker bus, bus to two people getting off of a very different double-decker oh, okay. bus. I was not that yeah. paying that much attention yeah. then. But.
2: No, the, it was funny. The first time I watched this movie, uh, my brain turned off when I saw that they were in Europe because I was like, oh, I don't have to watch out for Portland locations yeah. now. And it, it tricked me the rest of the movie.
0: It did. And you found... A, what location was that they, they were using... Um that is in Portland, and they just they chain they put some cars in and they Dan change. and Louise Oyster
2: Bar is that what that is stand in for uh, London antiquities dealers yeah
0: one of the rare bookshops that they go to but but that yeah this I I thought that he did a really good job of, of intercutting that in a way that it really like had us all question like wow did they did they go to Europe with this for yeah, this that was scene
2: a good use of stock footage interspliced with a little trick photography yeah
0: and there are uh, a bunch of other. Uh, I, I think I added ten at least ten locations for to our uh to our map at Portlandatthemovies slash map, um and so there was a bunch of uh, uh great locations around around town. I would easily say that was the best thing about this
2: movie is uh, the Portland locations. Yeah, and yep. they used a lot of them. A yep. lot of stuff we haven't seen before in in uh,
0: Portland movies. Yeah, yeah, and a couple of places I'm s- we're still trying to quite figure out where they were, especially the the apartment or condos that he was in, which we think was in like Old Town Chinatown area yeah. but we'll still have to investigate yeah. that. I think
1: it might be alphabet districts, you know, yeah. Which isn't too far from there.
0: But yeah, and looked in different in nineteen
2: ninety
0: two. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. It wasn't quite as uh uh Gentrified, I guess, back back in nineteen in 19, well, and that's the other I guess this was released in ninety five, but I think it was uh made in around ninety-two because after that flashback, it says Portland, Oregon, nineteen ninety two. And they say a specific date. Specific two, That was weird. I movies, was,
2: the movie starts on May twentieth, nineteen ninety two. <laughs> it's like how many movies okay, give you the deep. day? And
0: what is that adding? Unless like, what? it's like, oh, that's the day Kennedy died, or like something important like that. But they right. didn't. Or, where were or you? Or if they
1: progressed over like four months and you had had like markers a along the way date. and nothing like that we, we just had a date and so, that was it
2: so i'm asking folks uh let us know in the comments where were you on may, <laughs> may 20th, 20th
0: 1992? 1992 uh, uh, uh i was in high school probably
1: i was uh recently aboard a submarine oh yes that's yeah. right you were the yeah.
0: the naval operator
1: yep i uh i Got on board the boat in December of ninety one, and okay. so I was just getting get just learning the ropes. Gosh, yeah. I was in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> we are all three uh, different ages.
2: Um, so before we get into the movie and the characters, uh, if folks would like to see this movie, uh,
0: how hard was it to find? Uh, it was fairly difficult to find everywhere, except of course, Movie Madness. Uh, Movie Madness. Uh, thankfully, we will have it around for at least a little bit longer now. Yep. yep. <laughs> Fully, uh, solely uh, uh, paid for by this podcast in rentals because it's the only place that we're finding a lot of these movies. But it's it's amazing that that they have them. It is available uh, on Amazon as well. You oh, to it. buy? Yeah, you can yeah. buy you can buy copies of it. Uh, yeah, pretty much anywhere. Five dollars uh, DVD on Amazon. There we go. And so after Unhinged, Unhinged took place was a horror movie that he made on eighty uh, one, I think it was, and that took place at the the Pitoc Mansion. The whole thing was. Uh, all all filmed there and it was very slow, had the worst acting I've ever seen in my life. And I don't think was all that fantastic. And so when I sat down for this one, I was kind of expecting the same really like low rent vibe. And I was kind of pleasantly surprised by this. Was I the only one? Because yeah, was... I think I texted you, I'm like, this might be good.
2: Yes, and I, I, I think that uh, that was probably at the very beginning of the movie because I think uh, your, your uh, expectations only go <laughs> downhill as, as this
1: movie progresses. In contrast <laughs> yeah. to the last movie he made. Yeah, the, mo- the movie kind of unravels but in my, my view. but Unhinged it- starts low and stays low. That's
0: true. There's this no one, loss of This of one hope. I think
2: starts a little bit higher. It could be and I
0: I could be in that it was in contrast, but I mean I wouldn't I don't would you say that this I, is a I don't think it lost energy.
1: Like I don't think it it got boring. I think it just uh <laughs> did meandered. you not see
2: the middle tooth the middle third of this movie? <laughs> I couldn't keep my eyes open. Like
0: you mean during the the <laughs> montages of how to solve puzzles? Uh, <sighs> that was tedious. And how that to hide terrible. from the CIA in a
2: hotel in, in Portland? That and was the uh, and so with there's you, several with your
0: window open. There's several uh, real time problem solving scenes. There's when they actually solve the puzzles to find <laughs> something. There's picking a lock. There's booby trapping a door. There's escaping ropes. There's tapping phones. There's, there's some there's, influence going on. There's some MacGyver. There is and like at first I was like Oh that's kind of neat like you never see In movies like it takes time To cut yourself out of ropes like you don't just Do that and this movie took its time To okay, do that
2: let's, let's talk about that scene In particular so <laughs> there ahead. is a scene halfway Through this movie where our uh, main Characters are tied up with a uh, rope And uh, they're looking around for how they can get You know free from their confines And they see an ashtray on the table yeah. And in my brain I'm, I know exactly Where it's going and I'm like this is one of those dumb movie things. If that were to really happen and you tried to like cut a shard of glass to, to make something to cut the rope with, you would cut your hands. In this movie, sh- that's what happens. He cuts his hands open I and was then takes like, a
0: full three minutes to cut through a rope that we watch. <laughs> yeah,
2: movie movie one, Brian zero. Right. I'll give it a point.
1: <laughs> do we want to do an overarching recap uh, before we get into some sure, of the sure, goody sure. details? Yeah.
0: yeah, so who are, who who what are our characters I don't know the name of the main character. Jeff Connors. Jeff, Jeff Connors. Okay. Jeffrey Connors. He's kind of Mr. a. Mr. Connors. He's. Well, I, I guess they're both. The, he's in high school because they obviously established him going to high school and he's kind of a Zach Gr- Morris. He can barely keep his shirt on. Not,
2: not any <laughs> high school.
0: Yes. What high school is that? This is Grant, Grant High School. Grant High School. And the, which has uh, the cool interiors too. Yeah. Um, in the Hollywood district of Portland, Oregon. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, so if that was 92, when was uh, Holland's Opus?
0: oh was that um, at at grant high school yeah
1: okay Interesting. maybe maybe they like
0: got a they got a twofer twofer. (laughs) two (laughs) for mr holland's opus i think
2: was at least 96 they
0: paid all the extras to stay late like 10 minutes so they (laughs) can quick (laughs) do their exciting basketball scene
2: well if they went from this to mr holland's opus like they're they're going in the right (laughs) direction that
0: is a roller coaster of quality i suppose like um but yeah, so we had the main character. Jeff you, Jeff, Jeff, you said his name is? 95. Jeff,
2: and he uh, he he comes from the, the, the lower end of Portland's socioeconomic status. Yes,
0: yes. And he is in, like we said, in high school. And he's also a boxer, which I forgot <laughs> until you guys mentioned he is training for the Olympics. Yep. <laughs> which I don't know why I forgot because I feel like they must, might have mentioned that a lot. Is that why at Ooh. the very beginning... They Someone's went to like, the boxing kid, ring? G- they went to the boxing ring A several times <laughs> throughout the movie. And also, somebody said, uh, oh, kid gets his name in the papers, and somebody says something about yeah. how he has his name. Is that for yeah, boxing? Yeah, so L- L-
1: Loyal, L- Lyle, uh, who got killed, and, and the other friend. guy, um, they both.
0: Yeah. It, okay. The, so that's why his name was in the, the paper because I couldn't quite figure now. out. It's right before he said, "Turn down that jungle music." I love that, scene. which was uh, <laughs> slightly racist, right? I. It wasn't racist in '92 to say no, that. No, no. Back then, it was fine. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I f- honestly, I, I feel like there were several attempts to push towards racism to to bring up and and highlight racism, oh. but they never never like went for it right oh, so That's interesting. jungle jungle music was one Yeah, and there there were several yeah you know, obviously all the jew stuff with
0: the nazis and <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> death camps uh, and the part at the end where <laughs> it says you jews are trying to take over everything <laughs> we and... should
2: probably say at this point that our main character jeff he spends his free times hanging out with nazis and i mean Actual Nazis. yeah. And uh,
0: to be fair, I don't think he knew he, or did he know he was a Nazi? I don't think so. Okay, yeah. So it's just Jeff, Jeff the old man. Jeff lives right. in a. But
2: come on, with a name like Schneider, with a German Schneider. accent, of that yeah. age.
0: Although to be fair, he did look like a melted wax candle. That old <laughs> man, was, because there are there are two there are two, um, two scenes in this and two different people, correct, yeah. that have ridiculous. Old man makeup and it looks exactly like um in The <laughs> Last Crusade when the guy drinks out of the wrong Grill. cup and, and he he's he uh morphs into the old skeleton or whatever. <gasps> he looks like the halfway progression of that yeah. mixed with Dan Aykroyd from nothing but nothing but trouble.
2: Also looks like um uh did you see Prometheus? Yes. Guy Pierce. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and so right out of the gate. And I don't know why. He did that. Why not just cast an old man as the old man?
2: Yeah. So when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, this is cool. This man is like, uh, he's dead and he's come back alive because that's what it looks like. You would only use that makeup if you were trying to portray like a zombie or a corpse. Yeah.
0: It was, it was, it was, it was bad and unnecessary. I mean, it wasn't like we were tracking with, because they had a flashback, but with those two characters when they were younger. And I guess that was the justification was like, well, we already saw these guys when they were younger. We can't possibly just switch out an old a man for actor. them. So that was yeah. That was not okay.
2: So we, we have Jeff and we know in his
0: free time he's a boxer and he hangs out with Nazis uh, mm. that live in his building. In the upstairs, yeah. The yeah. old man that lives upstairs. And he also has a mother which... Um, An alcoholic mother? We Yeah, the first thing we say is like, oh, your mom who drinks too much. <laughs> I think they say the alky. The alky, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Your, your
1: alky mom. And yeah, then so when he, say mom, he yeah.
0: walks upstairs to go home, mom seems fine holding down two jobs, it looks like, to pay you know, single <laughs> right. mother at yeah. the door. And cooking for
1: the elderly man upstairs. Yes, and
0: taking care of him. <laughs> right. And then we never see her again until the very the end, end very when end. she shows up at the airport to take him home. Yeah. Yes, parents are suspiciously absent <laughs> from this movie and almost... Every Every conceivable way way. That's a question So uh, Yeah So the guy upstairs The old man In the crazy makeup uh, Dies He dies And he leaves Jeff A little box And says After I die You know Look in here Or whatever And so After he dies It comes out That he was In fact Actual Nazi um, War criminal What Did he work for the Nazis Or he just No
2: he I think he was in the SS Okay And um... So he
0: was complicit Yes Okay so oh he, the, the man? Yeah, the uh, old man. Snyder. Stators.
1: No, he was um he was a cryptographer. He was in the cryptography unit. Okay. Uh, but he was still a Nazi. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, he was a okay. Nazi. He was a Nazi cryptographer.
0: Crypt, cryptographer. And he left a bunch of clues for Jeff yes. to find the hidden Nazi's gold called the Devil's Keep. Right.
2: Okay, so this brings me to question one. We need like a ding. Oh, sound. we do need a ding bell. Yeah, a ding so bell. My, my question one uh, The news report that reports on the passing of uh, this Nazi um, They call him by name and they said that he has not been seen um, since 1945 and he's part of this myth of this lost gold um, and Throughout the movie, before he dies, Jeff calls him by his real name. So if he was trying to hide, why would he be going by his real name And It's a little too
0: s- on the nose. <laughs> they wouldn't ever be looking for the real name. It's the last thing that they would ever search for. Right. Hiding in plain sight. <laughs> so that was my problem number one. My problem number two, which was the biggest problem of all, was the disgusting green shag carpet that was on the what? floor of the condominiums do you remember so he walks out to bring the food upstairs and he walks up the this gross low-rent condominium already set up to be as like as that and it has this thick shag green deep avocado green carpeting all the way up the stairs and through the hallway i did not it, notice i am gonna find it because it was
2: repulsive I did not notice and this is probably why my wife Always yells at me to clean Clean up after myself because I just don't <laughs> notice These things
0: yeah just I mean The shag carpet in general Disgusting but In a, a low rent condominium Apartment okay here's You have to swing your head around oh. maybe A little bit but
2: I think Mark has found it Yeah, oh, I... did you?
0: Okay It's just oh. It's so, yeah, there's our Zach Morris. Uh... Now, how would you describe him as a he's – a, he's a boxer. He's a jock. And then he goes after he gets – yeah, he's the jock, I guess. And so he enlicits the help of the nerdy girl in his science class.
2: Nerdy. Nerdy. Like by
0: 1992 standards. Yeah, and and we Which know that – Which means she's actually the hot one. Yeah, and she doesn't even have glasses to take off in this one. Usually that's yeah. how they did it. They would hide them behind the glasses. Yeah, so she's like the uh, the, the... – what is it? Cali- oh, look at that carpet! Isn't that the grossest thing you have ever seen?
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I
0: guess now that you oh, pointed it out,
2: it's just terrible. Significant.
0: Anyway, that that was the biggest problem I had with all of that it was just disgusting.
2: <laughs> um. So yes, he has this box with uh. I think there are th- three pieces of paper with clues to to lead to this treasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he. Uh, takes them to uh, the girl. Her name is Carrie. Okay. Um, we can call her, what was the girl from Save by the Bell? Kelly uh, <laughs> Kelly Kapowski. Kapowski. But yep. uh, you're
0: thinking of, oh, come on. Why am I not thinking of Elizabeth Berkeley's uh, Save by the Bell name? Oh, I am <laughs> shamed. Everybody's screaming at me right now. It's been a long week. Is this the showgirls? <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesse. Jesse, yeah. Jesse. Who is addicted to caffeine pills. And that's was very traumatic. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. I'm so excited. But yeah, she does look like Je- Jesse from Saved by the Bell. um, And the smart one, too, just like Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Jesse Spano. So let's talk let's about that. The, the clues here. Yes. So one of them, she ex- explained it, but I'd never heard of that type of puzzle.
2: No, it was just uh like a grid of 72 letters. And she was talking about how they needed uh, graph paper and a box to figure out... And like she
0: would repeat letters and he would write other ones down. I didn't quite follow. Yeah.
1: And uh, it was was very weird. Uh, It was.
0: And if you think even though it was weird and hard to follow, we didn't watch them try to solve it for 15 minutes, (laughs) then you would be wrong because that's exactly (laughs) what we did. (laughs) <laughs> they were getting tired of us Watching that <laughs> No they took like, a nap In the middle
2: of us Watching them solve it I think Because this is it was taking seriously so long seriously think You could have trimmed A half hour out of this movie And really tightened it up I it would have so benefited too. a lot
0: And like I said It's ironic Because I was like Oh that's neat That they showed The realistic part Of cutting yourself Out of ropes But then like I, After you see Nine different things Realistically I think there
1: wasn't enough Actual <laughs> content To fill the movie
0: But
2: the movie was An hour and 50 minutes yeah. long So uh-huh. for one of these like that's made true. for cable type movies, you would think that they usually run like one twenty yeah. max.
0: Yeah, so you can put ads in. What were they thinking? <laughs> An hour and fifty minutes for? The... <laughs> so after, um, so the upstairs neighbor, the Nazi, has a heart attack, leaves that box. They they start solving the puzzle, and as they're solving the puzzle, we find out that there are two uh, elderly Nazis. That are hot on their trail, one of them An albino grandmother type Later that looks exactly like Who was in Adam's family The um, The guy, the white haired guy Oh, oh not, yes. It's I, not I Uncle know, Fester, I but know it's, it's one of the other ones and like, I'm yeah, not yeah. as familiar with Adam's family as so I guess I should be
2: A uh, grandmama?
0: Maybe. I don't know. No, just, or, no. or may, I'm also thinking in Princess Bride. Um, yeah, that's who you're who, thinking. Uh, the, that's what I'm the thinking. The dungeon master. The dungeon in, master who. In Princess Bride. Oh. And she's got the shock of white hair and is albino. So yeah. that's what this old lady looks like. And she is silent. So I have a question about yeah. her.
2: Yeah. Um, they end up watching for for like no reason other than i guess to educate the audience they 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 put in a a vhs to 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 watch a video on the final solution and it's, it's like called a, the final solution yeah it's like a history lesson it is
0: i felt like this movie thought that no one had heard of hitler before yes, because it's yes. several hitler monologues about exactly so, what happened
2: it, it was almost like an airplane moment where um they're decoding and then when they realize they finally crack the code they're starting to write down the letters of adolf hitler and then they look at it and then they're like adolf hitler and then it's like who's that oh adolf hitler was the the man who came to power in 1939 in germany yeah. and she just like goes on about who adolf hitler was <laughs> and in she case. is not
0: the first or only one to do that like just had these weird like expository hitler things like we were talking about I don't know, like, even Genghis Khan would make more sense. Like, people know that name, may not know the story. Surely you don't like... mean Adolf Hitler. Don't call me Shirley. So, the, yeah, they are are being pursued by these these older Nazis who know that they are on the trail of this Nazi gold. And so they're trying to... So my question, though, while they're watching <clears throat> that video about the final
2: solution, um, they show, like, the backstory of that albino Nazi and they say that Minglev himself saved her from the uh, furnaces. So
0: was that implying that she originally it, was a Jew? I think so. It implied, and I think maybe Minglev saw something <laughs> special in the albino for the human race or something like that. But yeah, it did imply that she was rescued as a prisoner and then put in charge of torture. And then she be yeah she, she that just adds a level of
1: I didn't ever I, I didn't I missed that part of she was a prisoner yeah. right Oh
2: wow it, it just makes it weird and creepy and yeah. unsettling and, and not like a good way and it was
0: a weird thing to not address like that was never she was never shown to like wrestle with that or anything like it never no. came up as she was just inherently evil yeah you know like albinos yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know the other problem i
2: had with the, our villains they're they're nazis and and they're like real nazis which means they're like 90 years old is that your villains are like 90 years old so and they're walk, like walking sp- with a cane it it's and just they, just, they yeah, yeah
0: it is it's like the 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 michael myers of of real life nazis where they just encroach on you slowly the whole time <laughs> and you you scramble away at all points <laughs> um but we do have a portland at the movie's First, I think it's not the first uh, time we've seen the Portland International Airport. No, I, know. I think it is the first time we have seen the PDX carpet, carpet yep. which was widely featured in several of the it's shots. Several shots, definitely yeah. a so main character. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good. It was cool to see the carpet. It was really cool to see like
2: the Nazis waiting for their luggage, standing <laughs> on the PDX carpet, I know.
0: <laughs>
1: taking a selfie of their feet. <laughs>
2: speaking of, <laughs> speaking of. <laughs> that's terrible mark i, to I st- wish i knew more
0: german to make some sort of carpet <laughs> joke but i don't know any <laughs>
2: oh, you mean a carpet bombing joke
0: <laughs> oh ah. <laughs> oh i wish i had the bell to ring <laughs> i would have rang it for that
2: um speaking of nazis in portland though uh we should go back to the opening scene of the movie
0: okay
1: uh
2: everyone remembers that time that we decorated uh uh the
0: what was it the building mark oh it's the um uh, uh the immigration and the naturalization immigration. building yeah, exactly. which is on the park blocks in northwest
2: yeah everyone remembers back in 1992 when we draped giant swastikas huge over the immigration building nazi banners yeah. over
0: that building and you can see that on the uh, on the map at portland can we movies. pull that up
2: that that shot mark do we have it
0: um, uh, but yeah that was they dressed that very prominently, so that would have been a surprising walk down um, yeah. Park Block that day. They
2: dressed it up as the SS headquarters, and when I first saw oh. it, I thought it was City Hall, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my God, that's like uh, Portland." Uh, somebody could accuse Portland of sexual assault from 1992. <laughs> now I, th- I feel like and we've got video proof here.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they the, oh, just you. those banners are enormous, and it looks really cool. It looks really convincing, and then they pulled up on a in, a, in an old timey car. There you go. City government building yeah. in Portland, Oregon, folks. Wow, and it's got the it's got the bird the bird uh, swastika symbol above the door, whatever that one's called. Yep,
2: they went all out.
0: They did. I thought it looked cool. Um,
2: the Nazis had nice uniforms. Remember, <laughs> remember that
0: time we had to watch a flashback of something that happened two minutes earlier in the movie? Do you guys remember when that happened? Uh, no. Re- refresh us. So, oh, let me find it here. So they just. Let's see he escapes Let's well, see if I can find it here hold on while Todd's looking while for I'm that looking I'll just say that.
2: that the music in this movie re- reminded me a lot of Halloween town and oh. it's and it's repetitive synthesizer yeah was, I can see that it, it, was it was like that one theme over and over
1: Theme. uh what happened so the the movie starts out with uh, one officer telling you, know, a messenger telling the officer that Hitler has been killed. Uh, and then there's a shooting. Yes. What was that?
2: I, I only caught that on my second viewing, but I think what's going on there is that the. Because Hitler, uh, because they got the message that Hitler was dead, they enacted the secret orders to hide the gold. And those men were the labor that were moving the gold. They were POWs. And they knew where the gold was because they hid it. So then they wanted to kill them. Oh,
0: I didn't catch on that. I just thought they were soldiers that they were just the war. Everyone's in panic mode. We need to just kill everyone is what I figured. But that makes sense, I guess, if they knew where the gold was. Yeah,
1: because it looked like American soldiers and perhaps one German one but they didn't really highlight that the, the guy on the what, right he was wasn't, a German. Was he
0: one of the old men makeup guy? That last guy, he shoots all the prisoners and there's the one prisoner left who didn't die all the way and shoots the general or whatever. I felt like they lingered mm-hmm. on him enough that, and, and it's funny, you couldn't even recognize the old men makeup people right. to like who they were right. supposed to be in the movie anyway. Now, the part I was talking about was after, so the kid eventually he finds, um, goes up to the upstairs apartment again and finds that the landlord of the building has been killed, Ugh. and he sees the body. And for some reason, he hears covers the, himself in blood. Here's the janitor <laughs> covers and himself in blood. And that would be the and worst thing I would do. I saw the body, right, puts his hands right in the open wounds and just smears and then it everywhere. Runs and then runs away, so that everybody and the janitor sees him and says, "Hey, you kid," or whatever. So now everybody, of course, thinks that Jeff has done it, even though. So I couldn't make. I couldn't find any sort of reason why he ran away with that because that just caused the entire problems <laughs> of everything else in the you entire movie. You needed a
1: way to make a conflict in <laughs> the movie.
0: I guess. Um, but so he he runs away. They chase him to the docks. He escapes. He finds a payphone on the banks of the Willamette River overlooking the city, which I thought was nice. And he has a conversation with um, the girl, with Jesse Spano. Over the phone. Over the phone. In a payphone, yeah. In a payphone. And... tells us via flashbacks that he found this guy dead and ran away but not just like told her over the phone they show again something that we have seen two minutes earlier in the (laughs) film
2: i didn't catch that that
0: was so weird and then she
1: and then he was he was in hyper awareness mode on the phone in the middle of nowhere and the you know a a person that looked exactly like the enemy, the albino lady, comes up to the booth and stands one foot from him
0: for, for several minutes
1: for a long time as he details out, you know, while he's not looking around like, you know, I've been chased. Maybe they're around me. <laughs> he sees this person, too, I think.
0: As, yeah, and then part. it turns out it's just uh, like a hooker. A a hooker. I, l- I love that. That was yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Um, and then so she, she, uh, he's telling Jesse Spano, like, my life's in danger, whatever. And she, who we've already established lives in this gigantic, beautiful mansion of a house, says, okay, well. Stay alive, I guess, until tomorrow morning at night. She doesn't invite him over or, like, drive to get him or whatever. He's like, I'm in the middle of nowhere, and well, he's downtown.
2: That that was funny.
0: He does literally say, I'm, in the, the I'm in the Burnside Bridge. I'm in the
2: boonies, yeah. and there's downtown Portland right
0: behind him. So she doesn't offer to save him at all, which I thought was very rude. She doesn't invite him over. And then, yeah, so they meet at the library to because uh, they eventually decode the things that they have, and it says, you need to find this first edition a copy of uh, My Struggle, Mein Kampf. Yeah, hey, they, call it, my struggle, they call it My Struggle, which nobody called it in My Struggle. Um, and so they go to the, um, the downtown library, the Multnomah County Library, the main one. Yep. And they talk to this, um, the front desk lady that they're looking for this book. And this front desk lady has. A ridiculous amount of knowledge off the top of her head about this specific edition of Mind Comp, and it's again another time in this movie where everything stops for someone to give like two minutes of exposition of like what happened so and she was my favorite so I'm gonna play a little bit of, of that
1: yes here we are first paternoster library pressing October 1933 do you have it oh heavens no I don't believe you'd find this volume anywhere but a bookstore dealing in quite rare editions. This particular edition was printed only a matter of weeks before it was released for print in America. And because it was published nearly simultaneously in the US and the UK,
0: few of the English printings would have made their way over to the States. You have- Thank you, Siri. <laughs> She is here. I mean, I, no offense to librarians. Uh, they're great. But nobody has that offhand knowledge about when a the British specific, first
2: edition of mine comes. And
0: if they do, then go away from that <laughs> run library. <the> <laughs> run, <laughs> run away. But yeah, just that. And then they go sit and watch the final solution, which is literally like a four minute video using archival war footage of World War Two. And so then... They uh, then they they always end up back at her house, which we said was a big, huge mansion. But again, we never we see the father once, but then he leaves the entire film. Yeah. Twice. If you count the last scene. Yeah. yeah just like the mom of the, of the kid. They're just like gone the whole time up to the point where the Nazi, the old Nazis break into their house and kidnap them. And like, <laughs> where's dad? What? It doesn't make any sense to me. That they just got dragged away in the middle of the night. And they were constantly smoking and drinking, which it wasn't like they were drinking beer that they found in the fridge. Like she was pouring like nice cocktail and like swirling it around like sophisticated.
2: They were constantly just acting like they were, you know, 25, 30 years old. 10 years older than they were. Yeah, that was so crazy.
0: I didn't know you smoke. (laughs) I do it to give my dad something to complain about. I'm so good in all the other ways that he needs something to complain about.
2: Um I think this would be a good time to mention the actress's name, uh the main ah, actress. Yes. Uh her, her name is uh Gathering Marbot, which to me sounds uh kind of like an endangered waterfowl. Or that she has a
0: plus five in healing power. <laughs> <laughs> gathering yes, the gathering marbot. I cast gathering marbot. <laughs> Yeah, I did notice that name. It was, it was pretty great. Mark, now you said, I mentioned the librarian who just gave us that exposition. Yep. You said you looked her up. I haven't looked up any of the actors. Oh, yes. great.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, let me, let me. I'll pull up the information okay. about her. Uh, so, but let, let's talk a little bit about Jeff first. Uh, okay. Where do we know Jeff?
2: So, I looked up Jeff's IMDb page, um, and All of his uh, other appearances in films are movies filmed in Portland, Okay, uh, including Dr. Giggles.
0: (gasps) Who did he play in Dr.
2: Giggles? Well, right off the bat, Mark and I both had the same thought. And I I looked it up, and I even looked at the actor, and I was like, yeah, that's him. And... and, any Je- guesses, Todd?
0: Jeff. Je- so we're talking about Jeff, the main character. Jeff, Jeff yeah, the man, um, main character. So, in, so he would have been the, the same IMDb,
2: Yeah, it
1: was a, the same year. The same year. Uh, so the IMDb refers to the character's name as Specs. Specs. So he must have been wearing glasses, right? And so I went through, and the the boyfriend that ultimately came to his peril by uh, having his. Junk cut out by Doctor Giggles. Condom in the toilet, boy. Condom in that he went and oh, slipped yeah, yeah, underneath yeah, yeah, yeah. the the blanket, uh, underneath the sheets, and yeah, yep. and, uh, Doctor Giggles says, "I hope you w- are wearing protection." And he kills him. And kills him. That's what? him. It's no, not him. Oh. it's not him. I'm
2: so sorry. That oh. Mark and I had the same thought that we that must be that him, who, and so I took yeah.
1: screenshots. I was ready to have the grand reveal, the and it was going to be great. Uh,
2: no, but... turn, turns out his name uh, That character's name was Stu uh, oh. And Spex turns out to be The different guy. the surgeon at the end of the movie Who is going to uh, attend to the main actress In Dr. Giggles and oh, he, So he's playing an adult He's playing an adult with a uh, surgical mask on You can't even see his face I wonder if
0: he appears in our Dr. Giggles uh, comic version Up there if uh, <laughs> Likely <laughs> Look afterward Wow, that's funny! Second appearance. I wonder if he still lives around here. Did it say? Uh,
1: didn't say, but you know, I couldn't find
0: anything else
1: about it. There's, there's a guy
0: that what was his has, name Darren. I guess he doesn't want to get no, hired uh, by anyone. Then Danny,
1: uh, his name is Danny something, um, and he uh, he fell off the face of of moviedom. Uh, Danny, right Perkin. Danny, Danny Perkin. Danny Perkin.
2: Danny, if you're out there, uh, let us know by Tell leaving us a comment. Danny
1: There's another Danny Perkin uh, that you, Danny doesn't Perkin. line up with the age, and he's a aspiring journalist in uh, sports racing uh, at like race cars. All right. Uh, well, and that's the only well, other. Well, Mark, Danny people Perkin can be can... good
0: at more than one thing. And that's not
1: true. <laughs>
2: So, um <laughs> well, thank you, Danny, for existing on IMDb. Because of your page, we have now discovered a brand new movie filmed in uh, Portland called to my daughter with love, uh, a 1994 made-for-TV movie. That, nice. Does it say what channel it was made for? Uh, it doesn't. If it's uh, USA or Lifetime. It looks like it though. Nice. With like a script font for the title. Ah, oh, sweet. And then he was also in another movie called Zigzag, which does not list any filming locations. But I'm I'm suspecting Zigzag is also going to be a Portland movie.
0: Huh. It could be. Well, there's a Zigzag, organ. Isn't there, there, there is. Yeah. yeah.
2: There
1: is. So Bunny uh, is the actress. So Bunny. I Rivera. did see her picture. Oh, yeah. she's the okay. So she's, she's the librarian. The, okay, and uh, she went on to be uh, a maid in everything else, uh, like huh. uh, a, a maid in a bunch of movies. Huh. So um, all
0: Portland movies, or is she? No, no, no. Relocate Ray, into uh,
1: TV shows and movies. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, Ray Donovan. And she was in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Wow, she had a Nine-Nine. career. Yeah, she she's the only one that like genuinely had a movie career,
0: and she still the, I mean, she's, she's still, still actively working. working. Yeah, huh.
1: Dexter, oh, cool. Commander in Chief, but always Dang. congratulations, Dexter. Bunny Rivera. She's nurse, neighbor,
0: maid. So where is this on her
1: Latina li- woman? <laughs>
0: <laughs> where is where is this movie on her list of credits? Uh, the second number two. Oh wow! Um, the Devil's Keep, man. Second one. Gun, Guns then, on
2: gun the, the, the Clackamas. Clackamas. A documentary. That sounds like a Portland movie. That's pretty good.
0: <laughs> Look what just having a little bit of knowledge well, about Hitler can get you these days. I know, right? She parlayed that. Well, good for you, Bunny. Um, so we're to the point where they've. Uh, Bunny tells them that the only luck that they'll have finding the book is uh from the library in London or better yet just go there yourselves yep she suggests and they do they because the girl is <laughs> rich t-
2: let, let's let's be clear okay. they don't immediately go oh don't they they spend a long time
0: meandering in Portland. oh that's right because i wrote down another 3 minute long scene of real time escaping oh this is where oh so have... this is where they kidnap his friend yeah. specs specs uh, and hold him hostage and right. then kidnap.
2: And then they get kidnapped before they can even go rescue Specs. Right,
0: and this is the scene where you talked about earlier, him cutting his yep. hands, escaping his bonds. Yep. Then after that three minutes, there's two minutes of him hooking up a TV to a door. MacGyver, <laughs> MacGyver scene. MacGyver scene. You're that like the they, most MacGyver scene. Now,
2: granted, they did establish earlier on that he does have uh, he was an a electronics person. background. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I mean, and so
0: he rigs the door. To electrocute the person to hold it. And then um, they escape. escape.
2: Yeah. And then they hop in a taxi.
0: (laughs) That just happens to be right there. Yeah. Yeah. And says, take me to the Heathman. The Heathman. Which they do. Which uh, was that a posh hotel back then? then? Because it looked like. I think it was seedy back then. Garbage. Yeah. I mean, like you don't want to touch the comforters at all. I think a lot of those downtown hotels were like that. Okay. I always thought it was like that was like a super, super nice one. Now, Now. Now it is. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they go to the Heathman and they get chased out of that because they notice that they're being spied on. Yep. And so they run across the street to the Hilton into the basement. And then we get the oh, real time. So,
2: this, this is part of the
0: movie. It was just so boring to me. Yeah, because we, we watch another five minutes of him tapping phones to find out who's spying on them. Right. And then we find out something else that the FBI is somehow. CIA. Idea, or CIA. CIA. I didn't get this at all. Like, it, was, the, it was subtle. It was very subtle. Uh, and like for real or was it like super blatant that I just missed it? No, I think this is a conspira-
2: yeah. a real conspiracy theory that Don Gronquist was into. Okay. Okay. And apparently he talks about it on the commentary track uh, for this movie yeah. okay. Okay. on the DVD. Which, so
0: then what is, what is, what the, is conspir- the conspiracy?
2: Theory. So the, the conspiracy theory was that these... Um, X ex, these XSS officers offered the United States government intel on the Russians for um, you know granting them immunity um, and political asylum. Okay. And uh, so it, and so now the somehow the CIA um, was working with still with these X uh, w- working with these X.
0: Um, so what Nazis. did that have to do specifically with this Nazi goal? Like why are they involved in this little piece of it? I'm not sure because yeah, <laughs> he made... they never make that connection.
1: Like, so you know, like, they...
0: Jeff and Jesse Spano end up kidnapping the CIA guy and he has this whole exposition scene where he's the poor actor is kneeling in front of a car at night just staring into the high beams like saying three minutes of exposition must have taken forever for that poor actor staring at those lights.
2: It might be that the the Nazis were aware of the passing of this other Nazi and knew that he had gold, so they reached out to their contacts in the CIA and they're like, "We need you to keep tabs on this guy until we can get the gold." Hmm. Maybe that's I'm, I'm I guess that's
0: plausible. Yeah, because at at after after the the CIA agent tells us, the Jesse Spano goes like, "I can't believe my own government is involved in right. this." in in my just in general or i yeah so i couldn't i couldn't figure that out and so they beat him up and leave him at the docks in north the northwest industrial district and they used that one little road which must have been at the end of maybe like northwest 13th when it just dead ended into nothing but there was like a water tank on the side of it and there was like six or seven different car chase scenes that where that water tank oh, was yeah. just like in the background and then the one guy ended up getting the guy hanging on the car and up getting hit by that. That was yeah. a decent car chase. That car chase was cool. It didn't end with that him splatting into that was kinda of corny, but So decent car chase. So <laughs> he's
1: holding on with one arm. His other hand has a gun in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he refuses to use the gun for anything other than hitting the window <laughs> to break He the could just go pull the gun under
2: and shoot him. Also, I don't think he was just holding on with the other hand. I think his hands were actually, his fingers were smi- caught, oh, in, caught the door in the door.
0: Because he was reaching in okay. and the guy slammed the door. Yeah, and he's sure. like, oh. But, but still, right. he had right. a gun in the other this hand. This is one yeah, of several moments where there is an open gun available for anyone to use and people either do not use it or just stare blankly at it <laughs> while other people fight. <laughs> totally. Um, so, yeah, following orders. Uh, so that we have, after they ditch the CIA guy, that's when they fly to London and have, like, I think the best scene in them where they go searching for the book at all these bookstores, but that's where they it's intercom. montage. The montage, yeah. Of, yeah.
2: Of them going from bookstore to bookstore in London, which they do a really good job of yeah. making it seem like they're actually in England.
0: Yeah, which I thought was great. But it's
2: still all in Portland because you can tell because one of the scenes where they're going into one of these antiquity dealers is actually the, the antiquity dealer is Dan and Louise Oyster Bar, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is pretty cool. And did cool. you say that you thought one of them was Hippo Hardware too? Yeah, the I think
2: it's that one. That one from the outside is Dan and Louise Oyster Bar. And then okay. the inside is Hippo hardware. Hippo hardware.
0: The interior, yeah, that's pretty great.
2: But then eventually they get pointed to the direction of uh, the
0: uh, in the movie. They're calling it the London Historical Society. I think. Yeah, which and is the in real life the, the building that's next to the Portland Art Museum on uh, on the Park Block, and it's actually called the Mark Building. The Mark Building. Has some sort of auditorium inside. Oh, I'm hi, not Mom. sure what really is inside, but yeah, there's a, there's a really. Uh, they didn't go out all out like the last one. They had bannered the Nazi banners when they had a, the Immigration Building. This one, it's like they had a, a dot matrix printout that they just like hastily put up over the door to say, "London Historical Museum." Not the Mark Building. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Definitely not the And then building. what must be the interior too Because it's just like this little sad it's corridor Really with a couple drab Tacked to the wall like it's a third grade science fair With a mannequin there. Nazi in the corner Yeah there's the <laughs> London historic The Warriors The Warriors <laughs> And there's clearly a nice SUV That they forgot to clear Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh I guess this doesn't well, take place doesn't in the past less, But yeah. it is in England um, and yeah, the, the interior is kind of set too But the interior of that museum Is that first edition print of Mein Kampf Which they steal Which they steal So we've seen him escape his bonds Booby trap the door We've seen him be sneaky So how does he go out And, and sneak this priceless artifact out any guesses? Uh, he just puts his... They just break in. Break in. Yeah, they just smash everything and run in. And apparently there are no guards ever because the alarm goes off for like three minutes and nobody ever Well, they up. decipher the code. Oh, that's right. They take time to decipher the, the code. While they're in the in right. the museum. Because they don't really want to steal the And they do and guess, leave the book behind. Right. Yeah. I, you know, good, so they have a good, thing where it's them. a piece of paper with little squares cut out of it. And when you hold that over the right page, it, it reveals letters to follow. A, what you call it? A grill? Uh, I think she called it a grill uh, cipher a grill cipher yeah Uh, probably the other one I didn't recognize either which I thought was a real thing Um, so they the book the book the book clue says to go to Austria is that where yeah
2: all the clue was was just a city (laughs) and then they have to figure out everything else just based on the final clue which was a map and it wasn't even really a
0: clue. It was what, like a child's drawn map. Yeah,
2: what made the clue difficult was that the map was
1: just terrible map.
0: <laughs> it was it was absolutely a terrible map. It was like a children's drawing of a castle and like <laughs> some little waves like a kid would draw. And then in crayon, treasure here. <laughs> <laughs> and so they follow that and they, they end up finding that castle. Right. Now, that in retrospect was is a super interesting part of it. Cause we all kind of figured out different pieces of that. They show them driving up to the castle and they, uh, in Briggins. Yeah. I guess that was the clue. Which, you know, I,
2: I would don't know that I would have been like, Oh, we got it. Like <laughs> Bregenz. It's not like a, no. yeah, that's
0: a city, like an obscure city in <laughs> right. Austria that these kids would have known. Yeah, that's not that. That can't be right. <laughs> so they go to the, this, they see this castle and they pull up to it and walk up these really cool stone stairs to a little. The, so, like we said, the best thing about this movie is how it, it uses trick photography
2: to hide locations. And this is probably an example of Don Gronquist at his best. Like this, we discovered, was Rocky Butte in Portland. Um, and we're getting there really slow. slow on our Vespa.
1: <laughs> if I, I don't want to play I'll the audio. yeah, uh, Which we got from. Let's we'll uh, turn the audio off. Um. It pipes into no, oh. like the cook time sound. Uh, anybody can do it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so they go to the stone, go up. Yeah. Which I guess, which I've never seen. Rocky Butte? I've never been. I don't think I've ever been. Have I been to Rocky Butte? That's really uh, nice. Up you've there. never
1: been with me. Where but,
0: is Rocky Butte? Uh, North of Mount, Mount Tabor? Tabor. It's
1: a kind of in the, you, you drive by it on I-205 South. Oh, okay, Kinda it's in the. Goes around is it.
2: Is it Park Rose neighborhood? Is that the neighborhood that's out there? I, it it's actually be. it's like its own city. It's it's like a city within the city. Oh,
1: um, it's it's near. Um, you know what I'm talking yep, about? I, the I, Californians. So speak? what
0: is that? They walk up the stone steps. Is that? Like, it's what is that? It's, it's a park. A park. And it's a park at it... the top of a hill. Okay.
2: And they've built this giant stone retaining walls, and they have these stairs that go up to the top. Okay. It was like a CCC project with that kind of, you know, that style of big right. concrete granite architecture. Right.
0: And so at the same time, they walk up those, and in the background you see, like, this this large giant, stone. Yeah. Uh, tr- not you... a turret, but, like, tower. Tower. where Rapunzel lives. Tower. tower. Yeah, at the top of a Tower. There's a word for it. Castle. Like well no. It looks like a rook. (laughs) And so it's like, where and that's when I still thought, well, maybe they did go to Europe and find like a cheap castle to film while they were there. But it turns out so it's the it's part of that. But they also, from what I read, built a full sized tower, moat, and lake in a warehouse in Clackamas. Because there is a scene where Jesse Spano inexplicably falls, falls out, out of the building of a yes. building which and must be pulled back in was unusual from, because yes. i don't know how to fall out of a building and moments later they jump from the same location and i thought it was really high up but it turns out it's it was over like a lake it was like a couple stories out maybe right but but then they just jump out the same you're way she... gonna die
1: <laughs> that's true okay now let's escape now that let's exact escape. same dangerous way <laughs>
0: right exactly but yeah, but apparently they built that whole moat thing uh and and shot it there, which is pretty cool. So they superimpose that over those stone uh steps. There's our really, there's really our bad map. Hans Klein. <laughs> and there's some bo- what were those oh that's, those were cemetery. Gray, yeah. Okay. The c- the, yeah. Those boxes. So
2: that was interesting. So that uh they eventually when they jump out of the tower, swim to shore, then they're suddenly in the cemetery. And then they realize that those um, squares are so supposed to represent uh, graves. And the first grave that they brush off and they read the name, it said Max Shrek. I-, I think this was like a little Easter egg. You know who Max shrek Oh, really? Schreck Isn't was?
0: that um, – it's a Mel Brooks – he's not from the producers, is he? No. Who am I thinking of?
2: I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know.
1: Who's Max Shrek?
2: <laughs> Max Shrek was the actor who played uh, Nosferatu, the really creepy oh. in 1922 silent film. Oh,
0: that's ah. funny. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool little nod. Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking of. It's a Mel Brooks character, apparently, I think, in my head. <laughs> but they find the graveyard, and this is this was, they find like a marble above the ground coffin type thing, you know, Sar- Sarcophagus. sarcophagus. Which he, which is a couple centuries old at this point, and he just pushes, he pushes the it lid aside. off. Yeah. nobody's touched it in fifty years, and it's it, it's not. It directly leads to a staircase. There's like not a hidden compartment. It's just this <laughs> a star- loose lid staircase filled with gold, like
1: down to a thing.
0: Like, That's the other thing. They end up in it, so they go down the sarcophagus stairs and end up in a little cave with a lake in it, lake cave with yeah. a boat dock. Yeah. Do, the, that must've been the same set then that they build the castle on because I couldn't, it wasn't a real, be. no, it was a real big area, but it wasn't a real cave. I you guess can see the plaster on the stone yeah. walls. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, a commitment to, but as he's walking down, they find this, um, torch. Oh my, here was and my then another torch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right I it, when I wrote down, you can't just pop off a centuries-old marble sarcoph even if you are a hella boxer, is what I wrote <laughs> last night. But they go into the catacombs and they have that stupid movie video game trope where. There's just torches on the wall that immediately light up yeah. right? and stay lit. And then he spends like five minutes lighting every, light every single single torch. one of the like 20
1: plus. And blows his own out after the place is lit. He's like, done with this one. Whew.
2: I thought he was playing Zelda. And it's like one of those dungeons where the only way out is you have to make sure that all the torches get all lit. All of them are lit. Yeah.
0: Oh that was hilarious and We should
2: also point out that they were the Home Depot white supremacist <laughs> Special tiki torches, tiki torches tiki Yes, torches. Which
0: uh, another subtle thing about Racism that this movie was way Ahead of its time it called it This movie did. It did So they find a bunch of boxes on this dock In this cave lake And which has the Nazi eagle Flag symbol crest. on its crest They pry it open and one of them Is, is big bars of gold and then Jeff is super excited he pries the other one open and it turns out to be full of teeth, teeth. Which I didn't really catch at first, but then they said, Where do you think you got they got all that gold from? So they're melting out Harvesting the gold fillings gold to dust. get their Nazi gold. Gold. So then the Albinos catch up, right? Yes. Is that where we're at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. They, and so the Albinos have been dragging well, them this whole time. Was it the albino yet? Or the
1: landlord? Both
0: Yeah Well who came in first Oh that's right Yeah I, you're right I so guess it the, was Because there was like a clown car Parked out at some point Where everyone who has ever been In this movie Walks in at some point <laughs> For pretty much
1: Yeah so uh, w- A person who We only hear The name One time briefly From Jeff Because everyone else Refers to Lyle Who is the landlord But this was the janitor
0: who the landlord got killed? The janitors who walked in on Jeff. And like, he was in like away. one scene like, earlier in the, the dark. beginning I, of. The is movie. he the one that said jungle music? or Yes. Is that? Yes. Okay. yes. So this is jungle music
2: guy.
1: And uh, his name's like Carl or whatever with <laughs> a K, of course. Yeah. Exactly. Like communist.
0: And uh, yeah, uh, did
2: not see that one coming. It, Nor would anyone
0: because they are in Austria. (laughs) And he is their neighbor in Portland and does not appear to have a job that can give you a ticket to Austria. And hasn't been a part
1: of any other scene at all with the exception of the one. Obviously. He's it was, been
0: in the shadows just watching. Just his, watching. Because he was, yeah, he had it. no knowledge of any of the scheme at all. I would well,
2: love to have seen him be the one, like in the Scooby Doo way, that he was the
1: mastermind behind yes, everything. They pulled the albino
0: grandma's head and, off, and, and, and it, it, was it, it was a mask, and <laughs> <It> he was <laughs> underneath.
1: Janitor Carl all along. That would have been incredible. Yeah, so he his claim was the Krauts showed up, uh, is how he phrased it. The Krauts okay. showed up. And there must be something to this, uh, this story. And so he then was after the gold. Okay. But, and so he followed them to Germany. He didn't have the map. He didn't no. like. He he must have just been following them. Following the and, as well. And so we see we see little clues of him following him. Do we? Like at the airport? Yeah. Do we? We see. Uh, we see somebody's shoes on the other side. Oh, of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. We, we, we see all of these little, little subtle things of uh, he has been there the entire movie I and in forgot the background. That.
2: This is like a Christopher Nolan film. You have to watch it twice.
0: <laughs> I was just distracted in that scene because it was a payphone pod in the middle of the airport where they <laughs> yeah. used to have like all of the right. payphones lined up. And that's what he also does is he checks every payphone for quarters for change that bothered me <laughs> but that's a that's a character that's a character trait they did and,
1: and us west paid them enough money they wanted their phone <laughs> Close in there ups. several times and
0: he finds one he at got the it. very end but yeah so this g- lyle kyle what is his name carl 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 lyle, guy lyle, who's lyle is dead been in the movie he shows that pulls a gun on them and is that when the and so then the albino lady yeah, kills if, him to walk me through the ending because there was yeah, a lot so, the... Yeah. So there was
1: the kids were in this, uh, water area with all of this massive amount of gold, golden teeth, teeth golden and gold. teeth, teeth and gold that we also see is booby trapped, ready to explode 50 years ago, <laughs> 50 years before. And, uh, everything's, there's no dust on anything. Everything is sitting in uh, the the, in, the thing in water. <laughs> Wood and in water. And there's been no decay whatsoever. They're just walking on it. Everything's perfect. And there's no boats or anything tied to it either. It's just like No, a no. you don't need those. Yeah. It's too expensive. And so then the custodian from back in Portland shows up and pulls a gun on him and... I, I don't want to split the millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars of gold with you because I don't like you hundred million if you are to believe the marketing posters
0: wow and he wants it yeah and he so, wants it all to himself because oh, that's right I don't and even like you Jeff goes oh we can split it or whatever and he's like I don't want there's to.
1: plenty of us uh, plenty of gold here for everybody. Yeah. he's like but I you see I don't even like you <laughs> oh, okay and so the, then
0: Thanks Lyle It's Carl <laughs> Sorry, Oh that's right Because I wrote down Oh here we go Because when he walks in It's it's Jeff and Je- Jesse Spano Looking at the teeth or whatever And he walks in And Jesse says Who is this <laughs> Exactly right. And I wrote down I'm like you're right Who is this Who, is that? Who are you That was Kyle Carl Carl. And so <laughs> So then I just love the refreshing character In the movie saying Huh? who are you <laughs> Why? how do we know
1: you and uh and so the albino nazi je- you know slowly walks up to him from behind and takes a little knife and cuts the the most superficial wound on his <laughs> neck ever and he dies from that and falls into the water almost immediately almost instantly <laughs>
0: And then the other guy, yeah. So then the so the albino and her her the other grandpa guy pull. So then, then the Nazis are there and pull the gun on the kids. Right, And, and walk through why he does a why Jews are bad speech right. at the very end. And um, who's Hitler? And who's, <laughs> whatever? again? Walks, in case you haven't paid <laughs> attention <laughs>
1: in life. <laughs> walk us through. And so as he through the war again.
0: As so he pulled the gun, and then how did they get out? it? I forget how they. And so the final
1: oh. person gets killed, which was the CIA guy, right?
2: We're oh, right? not there yet. Oh. Well, the CIA guy is who shoots the and albino. He
0: walk- okay, so he walks, walks in. in. Suddenly
2: the albino is shot, and then you're like, oh, who shot the albino? And then the camera pans, and then it's CIA guy, which if you haven't been paying attention, I don't blame you if you don't recognize this he, guy. It's just like
0: random We only saw him in the dark. <laughs> and I wrote down in my notes, who <laughs> shot the albino? <laughs> The CIA guy? guy, right The <laughs> CEI, that's right And so when you think about it You have six <laughs> people Independently traveling to an obscure Country in Austria you think they would have all gotten wind of each other At some point during this international excursion So the CIA guy walks in And shoots the The albino the Jew albino. Nazi And knocks, that's the part where He got, but then the, Does he die, the, the CIA guy? Uh, He, he he
1: He dies because he lands on the device that explodes... That the detonates the bombs that all of this is rigged for
2: And the albino also hits him with her uh, cane, spiky cane spiky Oh, cane. that's As right Because this is the point
0: where there was just a gun out in the open And, right. and he was struggling and the albino lady just stood there unwatched and watched yep. And then got up at a different weapon that doesn't shoot people And <laughs> chose to fight with that But
2: it looks badass
0: So I, how does the CIA guy die again? I, he explodes with the thing? Is that what you yeah. just said?
1: So um, they're, they're having the standoff with Jeff, and uh, Jeff shoots him. Uh, they have a struggle. Uh, shoots him, and he falls on the, the plunger. The, the plunger for the explosives, for the explosive. and that
0: kills the CIA guy too. Yeah, yeah. I thought the CIA guy was like way up the ramp or something like that, but I guess he came all the yeah, way down. She went up the ramp. I felt like the CIA guy was still wounded from like being punched in front of the car like a couple weeks earlier. That's the last time we saw him. So they. Yes. So everybody. Did. Then, then somebody shoots albino grandma. Correct. Uh, that was a CIA guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that happened first. Good grief! There was yeah. There was so, a was a whirlwind of activity. This
2: well, last scene. ultimately, what happens is it, it does all. Uh, so Nazi head Nazi falls on the plunger.
0: Oh, adds intercut as we're watching right now, intercut with archival footage of concentration camps. Yes.
2: Just in case you remember that he's bad. Uh,
0: That's right. And so the CIA guy uh, is already dead somehow. Yeah. Uh, and he fell into the water. I remember him falling into the water because he got shot, maybe. Okay. And these explosions, which are the saddest, tiniest little explosions protecting this Nazi gold, uh, go off because he landed on the plunger. And uh, Jesse Spano and Jeff end up escaping. And the
2: gold plunges to the bottom of this lake The the
0: tiny lake that it will (laughs) Which could only be be 10 feet deep (laughs) Could only
1: be 10 feet deep But that $300 million could never be recovered Never be seen
0: from again in this unprotected
1: But uh,
2: thus completes the uh, Indiana Jones parallels Yes Um, I I wrote down a a whole list here of the similarities Between this movie and Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade Okay um, this movie being Indiana Jones and the search for a first edition of Mein Kampf. Um, <laughs> Still in the wheelhouse. Yeah. The, the, you had the map sequences as they were traveling. Yeah. Yep, yep. All it was missing was the red line, which yep. they couldn't afford. <laughs> um, you had the, you know, puzzles and clues and a book. A uh, library scene. Yep. Uh, you had our main character wearing a leather jacket for the entire film. Oh, you're right. And you had him teaming up with a girl that didn't like him at first. Um, and then you had, uh, the, the MacGuffin, um, falling into obscurity, you know, with yeah. all these stories to tell.
0: Yep. Oh, that's true. And this would have came out like what three so this years, was three after years after, after last crusade. crusade. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And <laughs> it did not work quite as well, I think as, as, uh, the last crusade. Although starring the same guy who drank from the wrong cup, as we discussed earlier, <laughs> just in a different role. But I, having said all of that, I did have fun watching this movie, and and I didn't think it was bad. I mean, I I'm not going to sit down. And like, I'm with you. Everybody sit I'm down and you. watch this good movie. Like right. I'm not going to say that, but I was I don't know pleasantly surprised. It was not the worst we've seen on the show. No, Ad- not Ad- by far. Uh, yeah. And it was enjoyable. I mean, it was a little a little hackneyed and stuff like that. But I I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. I would go out on a limb and say I enjoyed Unhinged more.
2: Really? Because um, for two reasons. One, I am just I I have a predilection for horror movies uh, in general. Uh, but it, Unhinged had more of that raw, just sheer bad. This had a level of competency
0: to it that made it a little less interesting. Yeah, to me. Okay, that but, makes sense.
2: I'll still say, you know, it, it's, uh, as far as, uh, showing off Portland, um, this movie yep. is one of the best we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. The variety of locations. Yeah.
1: I would say, uh, so I'm frequently asked when I talk about the podcast, uh, you know, what, what's a movie that I should know about, uh, uh that, that you guys have, sure. Have, have uncovered. Yeah. Uh, and I always I refer to Portland Expose because it's a weird genre. It's you know film noir. It's 1950s. Tons of of uh, footage of 1950s Portland. So yeah. if you're from the area, it's it's kind of a hidden little gem of of history. And it,
2: yeah, it tells a real story. Yeah,
1: and <laughs> real <laughs> a of sort of real of story rips uh, from the headlines. But I would I would probably add this to that list of like, okay, it's, it definitely shows a nineties Portland, uh, footage. There's mm. no question. This is Portland. It is, is. This is so Portland, uh, obscure actors. You're not going to see them and anything else. It's not, it's except for bunny Rivera, but you'll see her <laughs> in, everything. in everything, everything. Uh, but you know, this, it's not terrible. Yeah. And, uh, it's something that not many people have seen. At all. Right.
0: And I, I, I thought it was well directed. I don't think there was a problem with that.
2: The main characters' acting was perfectly. Oh, yeah, passable. I thought the acting.
0: Yeah, I thought the acting was just fine. I thought I thought most of it was fine, except for all the real time watching scenes. But it, like, I was trying. I guess what I was trying to get at is, would this, like, if it had a bigger budget, would that have solved the problems it had, or do you think it had hmm. problems that?
2: I think a slightly tighter script and a bigger yeah. budget.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can Do that. Fair enough. Um yeah, but yeah, other than that I thought it was I thought it was I fun. And you can go you can see um at least ten, probably more of the locations from this movie at Portland dot com slash map. And uh all the little black markers uh are the ones for this movie. And you can see all the other movies Always we do I system. keep uh up uh, yes. I for this movie I kept on theme and uh <laughs> Um, so, check those out. It's, yeah. So, if you, you yeah, you're not going to go to Movie Madness and, and rent this movie to see the locations, you can see that uh, on our map. So, do check that out. I've got to give a special shout out yes. uh, to the Hollywood Burger
2: Bar, which oh, yes. features in this movie. I was so glad so to see that yep. get some attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the current site of Rio's Ribs, which uh, recently has burnt down.
0: Oh man, I didn't know that. Is that, now that's in the Hollywood, on Sandy in the Hollywood District, right? Yeah. Like right it's across. It's a really
2: weird shaped small building. Okay. Like, yeah.
0: Very classic. Hexagon. Yeah. And there was an interior scene in that too, which is pretty. I did like, cause they, they run out of that at the end of their, cause they're being chased through there and they discover that or whatever. And at the end they run out onto the street and there's like a cop car that drives by and it just felt like the whole scene, like they weren't they did not have permits to do that because it was just like whatever traffic was driving by. And there happened to be yeah. a cop there and they're like across the street and they just like quick run down the street. And, uh, and that a lot of this laugh. felt like that <coughs> we may or may not have had permits. All right. Any last thoughts on Don Gronquist and, or uh, we, there is another movie that he made that uh, called rocker rock a Richie and the hop queen, queen of the a, queen of the, of the hop. And that was his first movie in the seventies which I read and hear about a lot, but I don't know that there is an actual print or copy of it. They had it at the Northwest film uh, a show years ago, but even to make that print, they had to cobble together like pieces of the European DVD with this and that to like make a film. So David Walker may or may not have one of those in his basement because he <laughs> seems to like have everything and yeah. come up every every week in our research of this. Um.
2: David Walker, we're coming for you. I know
0: we are. We're slowly, slowly beating down your door to be on our show. So. If you want to listen to the rest of the episodes, this is uh, our 12th, I believe. Uh, you can go to PortlandAtTheMovies.com and see all of our old episodes. Brian, if they want to find out more about the Unipiper and perhaps get some of your wonderful socks for people for uh, gifts for Christmas, what can they do? Uh,
2: they should check out uh, the Unipiper on Facebook, um, where I'm going to have all of my uh, holiday merchandise and some holiday gift packs uh, in my Facebook shop at Facebook.com slash the Unipiper
0: fantastic mark where can we hear from you <laughs> you can you can hear you
1: and me hey uh, almost weekly when we're not doing portland of the movies at uh, uh, at mark and com uh, and or check out our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash uh, both of which both shows you can hear on uh, the fun employment radio network look
0: at you working in the plug yeah. nice yes we are heard on the fun employment radio network speaking of the plug First annual Portland Podcast Festival is coming up on December two, and we—the three of us—last
2: episode until the podcast yeah, festival, which is in like this two weeks. It.
0: So our next episode will be a live show. And Brian, you—you you think we have it? Have found something yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah, we, we're we're going to uh, save the details, uh, save a little bit of the suspense for the live reveal uh, at the festival. But we have found a Chuck Norris direct-to-video 1996 film uh, from, from Oregon. And holy crap, does it look promising. It
0: looks amazing. So we will be doing a little... And we might because uh, the mini uh, the live show will be a little mini episode. So uh, we might we might need to take longer depending on how I hope
2: there's enough to amazing fill a full episode. Yeah. So if it lives up to its promise.
0: But you go to pxpodfest.com, I believe is the website or search uh, Portland Podcast Festival and get your tickets for 15 bucks. You get a free beer. You get 13 podcasts to choose from. There's two Boom. bands. There are going to be tons of awesome people there. So do check it out. It's going to be a pretty fantastic time. And it's the first one. So say that you were there on the ground floor because Portland does not have another podcast festival. And I'm sure they're only going to get bigger and bigger. So check that out. Uh, Find the Unipiper at his stuff. Find us at Mark and Toddcast. We will see you guys later. Thank you for listening.
1: Bye.